<clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we are now live. Welcome to another episode of the. Go ahead. That wasn't supposed to happen. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, we're back with another episode of the Golden Ticket Show with Gotham Gambling uh, um, over here at For Frequency's Sake Network. My name's Dan. We're going to be bringing you all the action again on another great, um, you know, we got we had an opening night, or excuse me, not a Monday night football game. That's just going to be great. I think this is going to be a great game. We got some plays for that. We're going to break down our college basketball plays that were already posted. A couple of them are still not live, so you can get in on that action before the game starts. So make sure you guys tail on those. And we're going to break down some of the NBA action tonight, as well as what we're going to see from the in-season tournament tomorrow and just kind of what we've seen from the league so far. Um, but, yeah, so I hope everyone had a great weekend. Um, we broke just about even this weekend. We went 5-5. Five and five. Uh, bringing us over to 11 and 8 on our NFL plays this week. Um, we've been we've been posting a lot um, on actions, so make sure you guys check that out too. We yeah, new hat DJ, new new hat. We we're we're rocking the old work hat today because my hair looks terrible. Um, so uh we're 11 and 8 going into tonight we had a very up and down day we went 0 for 3 on our um on our 1 p.m plays we went 3 and 0 on our 4 p.m plays and we went 1 and 1 on our sunday night football plays. so we broke even at 5 and 5 and with six plays hitting between parlays and some props that some of them we might not have posted but they were on our card um, we went and, you know, we, we could have had a great night if Burrow didn't get hurt. That's the, uh, big thing that really hurt us was, um, the death of Joe Burrow's 2023 season. Um, but yeah, so we have some great plays tonight. We're going to start by breaking down our, um, our college basketball plays for tonight. I'm going to pull that up right now. So if you guys have been following us, we've been very cautious on when we're taking college basketball plays. We are currently 23 and 15 and 23, 15 and one with a 58 win percentage and an 8% return on our investment um, for college basketball this year. I, I got, we got hurt bad last year. So we're really trying to, you know, kind of slow our roll and just find really good value plays. I'd rather just skip a day than force something. Um, so if you followed our plays this weekend, we went one and one. We we took the over in this game, missed it by 10. We took uh, Mississippi State by seven and a half, and they kept that a lot closer than it should have been. Um, but if you saw our card earlier today, I've, I bit into the Long Beach hype. Um, thought they would do better. And then after I, I didn't post this one on Twitter because after I looked at the play, um, after I posted it on action, um, I realized that this was not going to be a good game. So I was just kind of, I should have middled it, but I decided to just risk my own money instead and hope for the best. But no, Illinois state kind of took them to the house in that one. It wasn't even, the score looks like a lot closer than the game 
should have been. So there was that. Uh, currently, we have Purdue losing by five at halftime. Uh, team kind of worries me the way they are playing right now in this game. I think I don't. They last I saw it said Edie wasn't doing the best. I'm about to double check that. But um, a five point deficit to a team they should be beating right now is not the best. Yeah, Edie's got 15 and three. Um, their their shooting is just not it. They are currently. Good God, they are one for six from three. They they and Gonzaga's made more threes than um, Purdue has taken. So there's that. We also have FSU minus three and a half. We posted that one today as well. They're up nine currently. I think they have they have about seven minutes left in the first half. Actually, I just got it updated six now. Action just hasn't updated. And then our last college basketball play tonight is Connecticut Texas over one forty four. I think both these teams are playing pretty fast paced right now in the season. And I think Texas is going to have to just match Connecticut and it's going to be hard to, and the only way they're going to do that is shooting. So I think this game is going to come it's going to live and die with the three point ball. And I'll take that. So we're rocking that one tonight. Um, we also have UConn. If you see over here on the right, we have UConn in Boston money line in a parlay. Um, I really like that play. Um, if you want to make it plus money, you could add in like the Nuggets or um, whoever's playing the, the Bucks. Or uh, if you find another college basketball play that's around like a minus 350, I think, or 400 or lower, you could add that in and make it plus money. Um, but I wanted to play it safe and just get some money back and went with this play right here. And, um, yeah, so college basketball hasn't been the worst for us this year. Um, like I said, we're obviously once uh, we get towards conference play, we're going to be betting a lot more and focusing on a lot more stuff for that once uh, college football's kind of hit its end. But since we're getting towards conference championship week and bowl um, eligibility weeks and bowl season, that I think we might take a little bit of a break on college basketball until the national championship game's over, um, unless we have something we, uh, um, something we really, really, really love. Um, so with that being said, we're gonna look at that's our that's our college basketball moves for tonight. Um, once again, we post these at about two, three o'clock every single day on Twitter. Um, if you guys follow us over on Action, um, the website we were just on, you can see our name, Gotham Gambling. You can check us out. You can follow and tail every single thing that we are posting, every single thing that we are taking tonight um, is, is all going to be on there. Every one of our bets gets auto-synced straight to that app. So make sure you guys check us out. On there, um, depending if we're betting college ball, it depends on what times the games are. But usually, we uh, we try to get um, as many of these plays out as possible. Um, um, but yeah, so we're gonna go to the NBA. We had a, a wild kind of NBA weekend. We saw. A Pacers team that when they start losing and they start struggling their shot, we see what happens. 
to them. I mean, they got absolutely blown out. I know, I know Joe's excited watching uh, his magic take down a, a very good team like the uh, Pacers. Um, but, you know, we have somewhat of a, somewhat of a team that is just living and dying by their shot. There's not much, there's no defense being played. And because of that, everything lives or dies by their jump shot. We And it lives, as I said earlier, it lives and dies by Tyrese Halliburton's hand. We saw in the first quarter, he was 0 for 7 and they were down 13 to 34 when he got pulled. Um, you know, we're going into, um, some games that have a lot of consequences for the in season tournament coming up tomorrow. I mean, we got, um, Cleveland Sixers is going to be a great game. I think Indy and Atlanta is going to be a good game. Um, and even, I think even Portland Phoenix is going to be a good game. We might see a DeAndre Ayton, um, revenge story tomorrow. So that that might be something really fun to watch out for. But um, also, before we break down our NBA plays, I do want to mention, um, if you guys like what we're doing here, make sure you guys give us a, um, a like and a follow over on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere we're posting these, Instagram, um, at For Frequency's Sake QC. We have a bunch of shows for football, for wrestling, for racing. We're posting stuff just about every single day. There's something going on on our network every single day. It's all great content, all great people. I know you guys will love it all. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, with that being said, I do want to mention tomorrow we are going to do a special live stream for the in-season tournament. We're going to start trying to do these um, every at least once a week and see how people like it. But what we're going to do is we're going to do a quick 30-minute hour-long live breakdown where we go over the betting slate. We go over all the games for that day. And we see, um, you know, like some prize pick plays we might like, some props we might like. Um, and if any of you guys have plays that you think are locks, make sure you leave them in the comments. And we'll look at those and we'll put those in as well. So be sure, check us out. We're going to be live on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter tomorrow. Um, don't have a time yet. I think it's probably going to be around 2 p.m. Eastern time. Um, I'm going to try to shoot for one. And we'll let you guys know if it gets a little closer towards 1, but we will be going live either 1 or 2 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow and give you guys a full breakdown of our card before it's posted so you guys can get the same odds as we do. With that be and as well, check out Wednesday night. I know we're not going to have a lot of shows Thursday night because of the um, because of the NFL games Thursday and Thanksgiving. So make sure you guys check out. We're going to do a little special collaboration between Golden Ticket Show and Fantasy Deep Dive with Jordan Kernan. Um, we're gonna break down uh, best plays for Thursday night, best fantasy moves you could look at for daily fantasy and for your start sits, as well as we are going to be uh, coming up with some bets, some parlays, going over some basketball stuff for that night, and we're gonna come up with some something for you guys for Thursday night football, so you guys can get a head start on some of these bets and get you guys some money in your pocket um make sure that's going to be seven o'clock eastern time wednesday so be sure to check us out then um and again we're gonna be talking about it tomorrow too so we're, we're gonna make sure you guys are there for it um so with that being said let's go ahead and we're gonna go over with the two plays or the plays i love for the 
NBA tonight. Um, so our first one is going to be Miami Moneyline. I just here I'll I'll pull it up on my screen for you guys. So we have here thanks to our thanks to our friends at Outlier, we have a lot of these great plays and good moves. Um, it gives us all the this insight for it. So not only is the Heat money line a good option, but according to Outlier, the this is a. I'll even pull it up in the EV section once I find it. But they 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 believe this play is actually um, undervalued or um, to where it should be at. Um, they've. They've kind of looked through all the books to see um, what's good and what's not, and they are actually showing um, a positive value on Miami to just win straight up. They they're saying this odds should be closer towards a. Let's see if it will ever load for me. It just doesn't want to work today. They're saying it should be closer, a couple points lower, like a minus one sixteen. Um, you know, not too, not too much, but also not, uh, like not the, not the, not the biggest difference, but enough to make you think, Hey, like they're kind of undervaluing this play. Um, I get why this line, this, I get why this line's close. Uh, Chicago made a huge comeback and took down a, Took down a team that um, was on a hot streak. If you look here, their last 10 games, they are 7-3. and three. They won seven consecutive games before that loss, and it helped snap a three-game losing streak, too, for the Bulls. But Miami does not really lose in back-to-backs, um, especially against a team that they had their number and they just let it slip. So I, um, I think the spread is close to... It's one and a half if you want to take that, but I've I always have a a philosophy and a principle that if a spread is anywhere under one possession, I and there and you're betting on the favorite, I just take the uh, money line because if you look like if the spread is one, any anywhere that's in a possession, like you see right here, if the spread's a three. The spreads of two, the lines are going to be very, very close regardless. So where you're getting, you know, at three and a half, you're getting minus 160. If you just took or look, you get plus 140 for this team to win by four. But if you just get them to win straight up, it's it's, you know, not much of a difference. Or you got these one and a half. Look, Chicago to win is a plus 106. And them to lose by less than two is a minus one of six. So at this point, you know, you're unless they lose at the buzzer by one, you're you're gonna might as well take this anyway and get double your money. So I always try to take the money lines. Um, if as long as it's not like something crazy, like you get, you know, a minus three and a half at plus money. Um, even then I would still just take this because that's, if it's a four point game with two seconds left and they throw a three pointer up to, and it ends up covering, you get hurt in the long run. So, um, but Miami has been playing very well. Um, if you look at the odds on this, it is kicked up and down 
um, based on the bets. It stayed at about 120. As of this morning, it went up as the bets went up. About 90% of the money is on the money line. And it's kind of once the, uh, if you see here, it got about 47%, about three o'clock of the money switched from Miami to Chicago. And the line moved down just a bit. So there's maybe there's something in the injury report I have not seen yet. Maybe there is something that we just are overlooking. No one's really, maybe Caruso game time decision is the thing. I think they listed him as out the other day and now it's kind of been upgraded. But if you look here, this team is not the best down low versus versus a team that shoots a lot in the paint, especially with DeRozan not liking the three-point ball. Fairly close in three-point percentage. But I think the big thing for me is their work on the glass. Um, this Bulls team does not rebound defensively. And, you know, Miami's not the best, but when you have players who really aren't trying until the playoffs and then all of a sudden they kick it in, I, that's something really to look at. So I, I love Miami Moneyline here. Um, we're obviously taking that. Our next one is going to be Rockets plus seven. This is one of my favorite plays. Um, it's moved up to seven and a half. I would still take it. We caught it at plus seven for 110. It's 105 at plus seven and a half, which is even better. So I'm going to check the we're going to check the report. Um, Shangun is probably the reason is the reason for this. The it's went up a point. Um, he's game time decision, but a big game like this, he more than likely will play considering they have tomorrow off. Um, if you look at this team, not only have they won just about look, they won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in a row, and they've lost their last two, but they've covered the spread. And every look, every single game since their opening two nights, if you look, they have covered the spread in seven of those ten. They're they're seven and three against the spread, but not only that, of they have lost by less than eight, or won, they've either won or lost by less than eight in eight of their ten games this season. That is something you really want to see from a team that is playing as good as they are. Not to mention they've been shutting down the three point shot really well this year. Um, you have a guy in clay Thompson who is not playing the best. He's been struggling. Um, you're out Draymond green and everything falls on the arms of Mr. Stephen Curry. And so actually, matter of fact, we're going to, I'm going to pull something up real quick while we're, I want to see what, what the value is on Clay Thompson's threes. Um, because that, if, if we can find something good on that, let's see. So his under three point line. Look here, this, this is the second, one of the best shooters in NBA history. Um, and he just, he can't hit a shot. Look, he's only went out, his line keeps going high because of the fact that we know exactly what he can do. Um, but this is, time and time again, this is the guy that we always see 
every single night. Like, if you look at his shots, look, one for four, four for six against OKC, that and, and a big win. That was the only time he's hit this. Look, three for nine, one for eight, two for eight, two for eight. This game, I don't really count that. Uh, one for six. So in his last two games, he is four for 15. He's shooting almost 20% from three. I think the Clay Thompson regression is finally here. I think his his kind of run is just kind of over. Um. So I think at this point, I if until this line drops down to a two and a half, I will consistently take this every single time. I just don't see anything in Clay Thompson's game that makes me think, let me, ooh, let me, let me let this man, let me take this man to shoot the ball and trust him to hit a deep shot. There's just absolutely nothing in his game that makes me want to, I'm trying to think the right ways, nothing in his game to make me absolutely trust him whatsoever i'm willing to live and die by his um his three-point shot if he goes over i'll be i'll gladly sit there and say great we got to see in a vintage performance from from clay thompson but other than that, no, I, I will gladly fade him. So we, we're going to go ahead and add that in. It's 150 on DraftKings. So DraftKings has the best odds on this right now. So I'm going to go ahead and lock that one in for a unit. Um, and we're going to go ahead and add it to our picket. Not our picket, excuse me, our action account real fast. Um, you do have time for this play. The game doesn't start till 10 p.m. So there is still time to catch this one but as i said i will gladly fade clay thompson for the next couple weeks until either his shot comes back or vegas finally gets a clue and they send him down um they send this line down so um added on to that we have two more plays um as i said before we got connecticut and boston money line um, just a quick update. We're at halftime. FSU is up seven. Gonz- uh, Purdue just took the lead over Gonzaga. So we're going to be sweating that one. That's a three-point game right now with, um, let's see, three-point game with about 12 minutes left. So we're going to be watching that one very heavily. Um, Edie is just going off right now. He is. He had 15 and three in the first half. He has 19 and 10 right now. So I'm going to go ahead and lock in Zach Eady player of the year. Also, if you want a good future for college, I, I, I want to see again, we have to see what he does once they get to conference play, but he is looking legit this year. And this Purdue team is look, I don't think they'll win the championship, but I think they're looking a lot better than they did last year. So um, that, that's going to be exciting to see. It's always good to see this team play well. So, with that being said, our other two plays today are going to be Washington under 117 team total and the Celtics over 120 team total. So let's let's break down this under. 
real quick because this is one of the most disappointingly funny teams I've ever seen. This line is very sharp. If you look, they've went over. They've only had two games where they've went over by more than four. And they've had a bunch of games finish close to it. And this is putting a lot of faith in the Bucks defense. But I think if you look after the Charlotte play in tournament game, they have hit missed a hundred. They've missed 110 three times. They've missed a hundred twice against two really good defensive teams. And then their only two times hitting it was against two of the worst defensive teams in Dallas and and Charlotte. Now, I, I rate the Bucks defense about as close as Toronto's right here. I don't want to say they're as bad as Dallas and Charlotte, but they're I want to say they're closer towards Toronto, maybe a little bit worse. I kind of have this total closer to about 112, 113. Um I I just I don't see them hitting 117 tonight. I think let me look at the matchup, see if there's any injuries. Um, no real injuries, but like Jordan Poole has struggled. You have Kuzma has played great, but now you have him against Giannis. And no matter how bad this defense is, Giannis is still a defensive player of the year candidate every year. And with that being said, I think that if you look at how the Bucks have kind of played over their last 10 or their last five, actually. Look, they're, they lost to the Magic in that blowout, and then something flipped a switch. They beat Chicago. They beat Toronto. The, these, these two, I think, hold really good precedent because these are two teams that could sneakily make a playoff run if, if Chicago finds a rhythm or if they – but I think, like I said, Toronto is kind of where I rate them at, so at the same level as the Bucks right now. So I think Toronto um, – winning by 16 in Toronto was a really good move, but not only that um, – we saw something different in this Bucks team against Dallas. And if you notice it, the thing that we saw is that they tried too much this season to make this Damian Lillard's offense with Giannis as a second option. When in reality, this team still needs to be Giannis's offense with uh, Damian Lillard's secondary. It, when that in that game, they've the ball has went through Giannis's hands more than Damian Lillard's. He had more touches, he had more shot attempts. And when that happened, they all played great. I mean, if you look at these, look in the last five, Lillard puts up 27 on 18 shots, and Giannis puts up 40. The game before that. Now, and I know I know the game before that was the Hornets, but Giannis had they put the ball in Giannis's hands, he dishes nine assists, and Lillard gets the scoring because they knew they didn't have a defense that could guard Giannis, so they had to double him, they had to triple him. This team plays better when that ball is in Giannis's hands, and then they make the move over to Lillard as a second option. And I think that's the adjustment that they had to make. And I don't think it was an intentional adjustment. I think it was just they were struggling against the Mavericks. And Giannis just said, screw it. I have the mismatch. I have a rookie center 
and an undersized power forward guarding me, I'm going to take the ball and I'm going to do what I want with it. And that's what he did. He just went all over the place. Um, and if you look during that run, during this run, let me see if we can find their line. Their line's about 127 and a half, 128 and a half. They haven't went over it, but they've kept these teams look 111, 105, 125, 120, 124, 97, um, 112, 109, 112, 99, and then 125 to one of the best offenses in the league. They've kept their teams fairly low scoring. So I just love this move to moving the ball into Giannis's hands. Um, I think Bucks fans will probably agree with me on that. That's been the best, one of the best moves I could have made. So we're going to, like I said, I have nothing but praise for this team. So we're going to lock that in for Washington to struggle tonight and just get obliterated by the Bucks. Um, and we have one more NBA play before we move on to our um, NFL preview for next week and our best bets. Um, it's going to be the Celtics team total. We took this at 121 and a half, which I think is probably the better line. You could take it down to 120 if you want. Now, this one's a bit of a risk. Um, if you look at their last 10 games, they have not hit this line since their game against Brooklyn where they won by 10. They've gotten close but they haven't hit it. And I think, but also you have to look at who they're facing. Top defense, top defense. They almost got it against the Nets again. A very good defense in a blowout game that slowed it down. Top, top 10 defense, top 10 defense, top 10 defense. And then I don't even have an answer for this one. I think it was maybe a, a Sunday game. They just weren't really caring about because it was Memphis. Um, they have just been, their lines have been iffy because they're not one of these teams that just want to beat you off of points. They just want to beat you regardless. They don't care what the score is. But the reason I bring that up is in this 10 game span, look at how many points the Hornets have given up. 122, 130, 111, 129, 124. 132 or 117 excuse me 132 124 124 128 and 133 they have given up over 121 points in one two three four five six seven of their 10 games this year excuse me uh their 12 games this year yes yeah, so seven of 12 this year that this line is hit I love this move for a team that, you know, had kind of a slow shooting night. Um, I don't think they play tomorrow. They don't. Um, but their next matchup, we're going to see who that is after this, because this might be a look-ahead game. No, they have they have the Bucks next game, so I think they're going to try to find some kind of rhythm. I think if this game gets to be a blowout game, they're going to pull Tatum and they're going to pull Holiday and they're going to pull a lot of these guys sooner. Um, Derek White and Horford are out tonight, so you're going to see a lot more time from Holiday 
and like Sam Hauser and a couple of their big men off the bench. But I just think that if this game gets to a blowout, they're going to put a lot of their bench players in. And when their bench players have been in, their bench players just play quick and they shoot. So this, and I think that's going to lead to a bunch and bunch and bunch of um a bunch and bunch and bunch of points and i think also with the way that the hornets play fast and their pace is quick um there it's just going to lead to more shots cuz no matter no matter how much they want to they want to take their time and their 24 seconds on the shot clock the hornets are going to put their points up as well and they're going to put up their shots and if you saw what they've been doing the last couple games they shoot quick and because of that, it's going to lead to quick transition plays for the Celtics. So I love this play. We're going to lock that in. Those are our four for tonight. And we're going to pull up um, the slate for week 12. And we're going to go over that. So I think, I, I don't know how y'all felt about football this week. I thought it was... I thought football was really interesting this week. Um, it felt like a lot of these games weren't going to be good. And they turned out very so. I, think, I feel like everything lately has started off good and then switched. Um, so we have the slate here. We're going to have a full breakdown of our Thursday night plays on Wednesday. But the big one... I see right now on this slate is this game right here, San Francisco, Seattle. We don't know about Geno Smith's status. They haven't released anything yet. And I get it's a rivalry game between two top teams, but your top quarterbacks hurt your top running backs hurt and no injury reports have come out yet. And I think that's the only reason this line is low. If you look it's six and a half across the board, I don't see it's one of the bets we've already taken. Um, I took it at six, so I get the I get the push if it stays at six. But this shit, this is not going to be a one touchdown game. I love this play with a Niners team that's hot now. The Ayuk Purdy connection is back. Debo's been playing good. McCaffrey's playing good. They're getting Kittle involved now. This team is good. I know my colleague, Mr. Joe Winkle, has a lot of hatred towards. Um, the man named Brock Purdy, and I'm not too – I'm on the fence about him myself personally, but this is a team that has enough weapons around that you don't have to care about your quarterback being a low-level quarterback. You can spend your entire time um, just throwing screen passes if you don't trust his arm, and they'll somehow get done. They'll somehow get plays off it. So with that being said, we're taking the minus six and a half. For Thursday night already. Um, if we look at some of these other games, I like this. I don't know how I feel about this seven and a half because the Lions have tended to be a team that's been very iffy on these big, like seven, eight point lines. And I don't understand because this team is so good. It feels like the Vikings from last year, where they just kept keep letting these teams get close. Um, they've only covered a seven and a half spread. Um, five times this year. And those were against Tampa, Carolina. They covered this against the Packers last time, and it was only two. Um, I think it went up because of Aaron Jones potentially is definitely going to be out this week. 
but they've covered against the only team that has been decent enough to consider okay yeah it was a great dominant win would be tampa and tampa's not even that good right now so i just think this is one of those matchups where you see a team that's um not good or not great but coming into a thursday night football matchup and putting some kind of pressure on this lions team to win at home on thanksgiving so I'm kind of staying away from that one right now. Um, let me look. I want to look at what the money, like the, the money line's too high to justify it unless you put it with like, unless you put it with like the Niners and then you could drop it down to a, as a parlay, you could drop that down to a 135, which isn't that bad. Um, if you want to take it like that, but yeah, I'm, I'm not touching this one for now. Um, I might touch a couple player props as some stuff comes out closer towards Wednesday, but again, we'll have more on that on Wednesday, um, with Jordan, um, the golden deep dive or whatever we're going to call it. It'll be live then, uh, commanders, Cowboys. That's not even worth touching. I think you could probably hit that minus 10 and be fine. Maybe this over. I don't know how these two teams have done with over against each other lately, but you know, they the commanders have covered an over seven of their four, five, six of their eleven games so far, and but the Cowboys have not, and I think it's because they've uh, they've not really had the hardest schedule. And I think that's going to hurt them again this year. But not only have they had like a very soft schedule, it's that they're getting into these big leads and then running. You know, you're up 17 or 16 to seven against the Panthers. You're not really paying attention because it's the Panthers and you're looking ahead towards playing on Thanksgiving. You're not trying to, you know, really push your guys out there right now. And you miss the line by one. You got a Giants team that you got to kill. You got a, they just, Nothing on this team has made me think um, guaranteed over every week unless they're trying to go for some kind of record. And, I mean, you obviously saw it. They kept C.D. Lamb pretty much off the field all day um, last, last uh, yesterday. So I, I just don't want to touch anything on this game, uh, except, you know, I might put, like, each team I, I think will win in a parlay, and that'll probably jump it up to, like, a plus one. Let me see. Probably a plus something. There's a parlay plus 105. So, I mean, you get three easy wins right there, and that's double your money. So, I, I wouldn't mind taking that. The Packers won't be the only one I'm concerned about. I'm not concerned about this game. Um, but we're going to break down. Yesterday, I put in every bet that I liked um, before the line started moving. And so, we have a couple. I want to see how much they've moved. Um, so the first one is going to be on a team I did not think I was going to be betting this year, and that is the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I caught the money line at 109. It's 105 right now is the best odds, so you can obviously take that and be good. I I don't see why this line is close. I get Kyler Murray is just now coming back, but they have played 
a lot better than I thought they would have, given that that like they're pretty much rebuilding and then their their quarterback just came back. I thought they would be a little bit more conservative with him. And they're not really doing that. They're just kind of sticking with their game plan and uh, just letting him let it rip and let him find his rhythm back. I mean, obviously, they're not going for a playoff spot, but they're really kind of pushing. Um, 105 on a money line going up a team with a quarterback that's hurt. Your wide receiver one's hurt. We don't know who they're going to start going into Sunday. So this line will jump up and down depending on the start. But I like... Uh, Arizona in this regardless um, at 105 it's a steal I might actually bet this twice if it'll let me but I mean that's just I don't understand why that line's so high I, that's that should be an easy win right there for the Cardinals with a Rams team that's just struggled um, they've been great with comebacks but no nothing nothing in this game makes me think that the Rams are going to win it um, and the other one is a four o'clock game the Bills Eagles every time Vegas buys into the hype, the Eagles or the Bills have to play someone good and they struggle. They're going into Philly on a, on a night game against what possibly one of the best teams in football. And this line is not going to move until the end of tonight. So this line will change by the end of game time because they're going to know more, but 174 against a Bills team that has been mid as they could ever be. They struggled. Um, If Joe, Joe, my buddy Joe has made a great point on this, and you can go check that out on our TikTok, our Instagram. We posted that one. He has a great point about this team. They beat a Jets team that is on the downswing. They're struggling. They're, They're not there yet, and they're benching their starting quarterback for a third stringer. Great. They got beat on their opening night game by the Jets. And then they go out and they beat the Raiders by 30. Great. Now they got real competition. And when they've played playoff contending teams and playoff caliber teams, they have not been good. And I'm with him here. I'm tired of buying into this Buffalo hype. I mean... We're gonna pull up their 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 season. Look, they they lose. They beat the Jets. Or start from the beginning. Look, they lose to the Jets. They cook two terrible teams. They win one big game in the playoffs. They struggle. They struggle. They lost to Mac Jones of all people. They struggled against Tampa. They lost. They lost to Denver, and they beat a Jets team that is god-awful. Nothing on this team makes me think that they're going to win this game. I would take the minus three, but I want to see what the lines do after tonight. Because I fully believe that if the Chiefs lose tonight, this line is going to stay uh, go up to like a six or a seven. And if the, the Chiefs win tonight, this line will probably stay where it's at. It might drop down an extra point depending on how bad the game is tonight. But I think that the Eagles 
are going to win this game. I would take them straight up right now. And then later in the week, depending on how, how much the line moves, where's the money at, then I'm going to take the spread. Um, you always got to look at the spread for those things because they could just randomly kick um, up just off of player betting. So I'm more comfortable. I'm comfortable. I know it's buying down a lot from 117 to 174, but I'm comfortable in taking a money line here and just, you know, risking the little bit of coin I might lose off that. Um, so those are our three plays. I think the ones one o'clock games that I'm kind of staying away from. Obviously, I'm never touching this between these two teams right here, especially the way they are ever, because that's how bad the Steelers are that the Bengals without their wide receiver two and without their Pro Bowl quarterback are only a one point spread to the Steelers. Panthers Titans seems like that's going to be the most boring game in football. I think this game could be good, but I do think the Saints are going to pull away with that. So if you did put any money, I would just go ahead and put money line right now. I don't understand why the Falcons are have lower odds um, and are kind of considered the favorite in this game. I know it's a pick em, but still. Uh, I think this is going to be a sneaky over. I, I, I would take this on a lean. You see something? I would lean the over in this one. Right here at 43, because the Colts have been secretly good. They've been due for some regression. But I think the Buccaneers have just had it with this struggling offense. And they're going to put something together this week that's going to bring them over the top. Um, we already talked about our 4 p.m. plays. I don't like anything with this. I mean, I guess if you want to buy into the hype, obviously take them. But the Browns have been really good defensively. It's probably going to be the best defensive unit that the Broncos have faced during this win streak. This spread feels like a trap regardless. Obviously, it's going to move after the game, so we're not touching. And obviously, I'm taking the Raiders minus, or the Ravens minus four here. That's That'd be an obvious, or I'm going to even take the money line there. But Bears-Vikings, good God, what a horrible Sunday night game that we're – or Monday night game that we are getting hooked up with next week. I don't know what I'm going to bet for this game. I don't even know if I want to. I might not get a show next week just so I don't ha- I can avoid this one on purpose. But that's what we got for um, next week's games. We are going to be, again, we're going to be doing a full breakdown, early early breakdown of the week on Wednesday. We're going to cover more of the Thursday night football games. Make sure you guys tune into that with me and my guy Jordan. Um, on to tonight. This is the game of the year, in all honesty. This is the game everyone has been waiting for. Where is it? This is the game that everyone's been wanting to watch is the rematch between the two Super Bowl content teams that could potentially we could see a rematch. We could see another Kelsey Bowl. We could see two teams fight again for um, a Lombardi. And I am so excited to see this game. But when I tell you This is going to be another low-scoring game. You're not going to believe me. So we're going to – I'll pull all this up and break it down for you and why I think that way. Okay, so we're going to flip this over. Okay, so this Chiefs team has went under in 60% of their games. Now, the Eagles have went over in 70. I get that. But if you look at the teams they have went over against – it was a pass-happy offense, divisional matchup of a team that always seems to play them well 
at, in Washington. A Dallas game division rivalry between two high-powered offenses that have been strong all year. They went under on a game that was expected to go way over. They went under on a game that they were expected to blow a team out. They went under against a team who, again, it was supposed to be a big offensive showcase because the line was at 50. They went under against a Tampa team that was just god-awful on primetime. And like I said, primetime. Their one primetime game this year was a 36-point outing. Now we look at the Chiefs. Their opening night game was an under. Again, a high-powered, fast offensive game was a slow slugfest that resulted in a 21-20 loss. Another high-powered game finished at 26 points. They blew a team out they were supposed to blow out. They beat a team they were supposed to blow out, but because of their defensive presence, it was a lot lower. They beat a team, and again, another slugfest, they barely hit the line of 47. They have hit this line six of their nine games so far they went under on this particular line. A game that I think we all thought was going to be just Patrick Mahomes destroying this team, 8-19. to 19. A slugfest here that actually turned out to be a slugfest. Every game that has been close to a 50 has been close to like what people have been wanting this offensive, huge, like Mahomes throwing for 400 yards and his opponent throwing for 400 yards game has not happened this year. It's not going to happen. This is not the Mahomes we saw last year. Could this be, you know, some kind of like wear off from his injury? Maybe. But Mahomes and this Chiefs team has just not looked like himself this year. I don't know if it was, you know, you could say it was the their defensive captain refusing to play till he gets a contract. You could you could even say it's the tra- uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift stuff. Um, but this team has not been the offensive powerhouse. They've been liking these long methodical drives and making you beat them with points. And what we've seen a lot of these weeks is these teams can't beat them with points. And when they can, they win. We see right here and right here. Those two teams had great offensive weapons and cooked them. But this game was supposed to be the big blowout game, the potential AFC championship matchup. It's going to be like 100 points scored. They did not score almost the entire second half. Their defense shut down a great Tua offense and like like I said they they've been their defense has been what's driving them and the defense has really been what's driving Philly too but it just so happens Philly has AJ Brown going for 200 yards almost every game I think that this team these two teams are going to play super close I think this is going to be a super tight game I think this game will come down to a field goal You'd love to see 35-38 just because it'd be funny for the Super Bowl score to come back up. But I think this game is going to be an under. I don't think any of these teams are going to get near 30 points. I think we could see another 21-14 type game. We're going to take the under tonight. That is our last play of tonight. We have the under in this game at 45 and a half. So we're locking that in. There you have it. Um, just remember, I'll show it again. Here is our full card. We look at it right now. Um, eight mi- and we currently have Purdue beating Gonzaga by 
what is it now? One app saying a difference going the other. They're winning by 14 right now. It was 56. It look it, that's not updated. It says 5447. Um yeah, 69.57 with two or 71.57 now with two minutes to go. That's almost guaranteed at this point that that's gonna hit at a minus five. We have FSU minus three and a half there, up 14 with 14 minutes to go. So that's almost guaranteed to hit. So that should put us up about 0.7 units, 0.8 units. I think probably closer to 0.8, 0.85 units so far with one more college basketball play to go for today. Once again, we did just add in a Clay Thompson play. Clay Thompson under three and a half three pointers made. We're going to post that on Twitter as well. So make sure you guys look out for that. Once again, our full card right here. You can always check us out at Action at Gotham Gambling. We have been in a bit of a slump, but we are slowly kicking back up. As you see, we were six and four this week on verified bets. For football, 16, 12, and 1 for college basketball this week. And NBA, we are 36 and 31. Um, but we went down just off uh, a ladder challenge that we're trying to build ourselves back out of. So there are all our plays. Once again, um, thank you guys for watching. It means the world to me. Um, you know, every single viewer, it means a lot to me to see. Um, uh, we're really trying to bring this network up. So make sure you guys give us a like on YouTube. Give us a follow. I we All we want to do is kind of grow here. I love doing this and being able to talk sports with you guys every single week. So make sure you guys leave us a like and a follow on any social media platform we're on. We have a link tree on our Twitter and Facebook set up for everything. Show us some love. Send us to your friends and let's try to make you guys some money. Once again, we are going to be live. We're going to shoot for 1 p.m., but I will let you guys know if that's not plausible. I'll be just getting off work. Um, and we're going to do a live breakdown so you guys can see how I look through my bets, what I watch, what I read, um, and what, what I do to get myself ready to have the best profitable night we can. We're going to be putting together a prize pick, a couple prize pick plays as well. So that's all on cue for tomorrow. Wednesday night, an early Thanksgiving special uh, collab between the uh, Fantasy Deep Dive guys. And the Golden Ticket Show, guys. And we are going to break down every single thing for Thursday Night Football, for Daily Fantasy, for parlays, for straight bets, for every single bet, odd, anything to get you guys ready to make you guys some coin on Thanksgiving Day. 7 p.m. on Wednesday. Make sure you guys tune in for that. Once again, thank you guys a lot for all for watching. That means the world to me. Hope you guys have a great night, and let's cash out.